Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, and welcome back. Um, Hopefully you've completed the Stupid Dots segment, and now we're moving on to some dialectical behavior techniques. Um, I'm going to start, I'll explain what that means in a minute, but I would like to start with, um, it's a poem that's on here. Now, if if I say poem, I think of something that rhymes. (laughs) I don't think, uh, if it doesn't rhyme, I don't, I don't see it as a poem, but they call this a poem and Um, I love the message. So here we go. This is by Vietnamese Diana Master Huang Hai. The wind whistles in the bamboo, and the bamboo dances. When the wind stops, the bamboo grows still. A silver bird flies over the autumn lake. When it has passed, the lake's surface does not try to hold on to the image of the bird. This poem sums up DBT. So here we go. What does DBT stand for? Um, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. Dialectical means open-minded thinking. It means that two ideas can both be true at the same time. There is always more than one true way to see a situation, more than one true opinion, idea, thought, dream. Um, Two things that seem like or truly are opposites can both be true. All people have something unique, worthy, and different that they can teach us. A life worth living has uncomfortable as well as comfortable aspects. There's darkness, there's light, there's sadness, there's happiness, there's anger, there's peace, there's hope, there's discouragement, there's fear, and there's feeling safe. All points of view have both, both true and false within them. So let me give you a little example of dialectical thinking. The other person is right, and so are you. Um, You're doing the best you can in this moment in time, but you also need to try harder, do better, and be more motivated to change. Both of those sentences are true. You can take care of yourself, and you also need 
help and support from others. So you see how two things can be true at the same time? So being dialectical means you let go of your self-righteous indignation. You let go of black and white or all or nothing thinking. You look for what is left out of your understanding of situations. You work to find a way to validate the other people's point of view. You validate yourself as well. You expand your way of seeing things. Open your mind. You get unstuck from conflicts and standoffs. So you stop being so stubborn. You become more approachable. You become easier to talk to and you become more flexible. And you avoid making assumptions. Remember in uh, stupid thoughts, mind reading, generalizing, you avoid doing that. And you also avoid blaming. Um, So here are the guidelines to get yourself into dialectical thinking mode. Move away from either or type thoughts and think both and type thoughts. Avoid extreme words such as never, always, and you made me do this or that. Instead, you want to say things like, sometimes I'm treated fairly and other times I'm not, and I can handle it. You want to practice looking at all sides of a situation and points of view and find the kernel of truth in every side of the issue. Remember, nobody owns the truth. You have to be willing and you have to be open. If you start to feel outraged, triggered, indignant, you are not being dialectical, okay? So you want to use statements, um, I statements, such as I feel, instead of saying you are. I feel angry instead of you are pissing me off. You, want to, you, you take responsibility for your own feelings, okay? So you have to say, I feel angry when somebody talks to me that way. Or I feel angry when I clean the kitchen and I come in and it's a mess because somebody trashed it. Don't walk in and say, I'm pissed because you trashed my kitchen. Okay? Um, accept that different opinions are legitimate, even if you don't agree with them. You can say, you know, I, I can't, I'm sorry, my phone keeps beeping. It's driving me crazy. I haven't learned how to um, mute that yet, so I apologize for that. Once I figure it out, promise I'll do it. Um, okay, so different opinions can be legitimate, even if you don't agree. And you could respond by saying, well, I can see your point, even though I don't quite agree with it. And it's okay to do that. That's just being assertive. Do not assume that you know what other people are thinking you're not a mind reader remember stupid thoughts you can't you can't read their mind so you always want to check out check it out check out your assumption and theory and see if it matches up to their definition of what they said by asking them to clarify say what did you mean when you said blah 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 or why did you look at me like that or why would you say that to me i don't understand um Expect others, do not expect others to know what you're thinking. You have to be very clear. Um, I call this being Captain Obvious. Sometimes it seems so obvious, but people are not mind readers just like you're not. So we have to be very clear and we have to say, what I'm trying to say is this. 
or what I meant by that was this. Um, so I want you to take this quiz and then I would like, I would love it if you would take this quiz and then tell me what your score was in the comments. Leave me a message and, um, let me know how you did. So, um, and in, in, uh, confidentiality terms, you don't have to put your name on there. You can just use a a code word so I know who you are. (laughs) Um, and, and you can take anything that, uh, we've ever spoken about one-on-one, just use a code word. I'll know what you mean. I'll know who you are. So, um, or otherwise just say, uh, test subject one, (laughs) test subject two, whatever. But let me know how you did on this. And, um, this isn't just for me to grade you on this test. This is for you to look at where you need to improve. Okay. So here's the test. Um, the answers are A, B, or C, and I'll go ahead and read them out to you. So number one, circle the letter or choose the letter in front of the dialectical statement. So which of these statements is a dialectical statement based on what we've just explored? A, number one, A, it's hopeless. Why even try? I give up. B, my problems are gone. This is so easy. C, this is hard for me and I'm going to keep working at it. Which of those three is a dialectical sentence? I'll repeat them. A, it's hopeless. Why even try? I give up. B, my problems are gone. This is easy. C, this is hard for me and I'm going to keep working at it. Okay, on to number two. Which of these sentences is a dialectical sentence? A, I'm totally right about this. It's the truth. B, I'm stupid. Everyone else is right about things, but I'm not. C, well, I can see it this way, and you can see it that way. Which of those sentences is dialectical? Number three, everyone is always unfair to me. B, in some situations, I feel that I'm not being treated fairly. C, Everyone is always fair to me. Number four, which of these sentences is dialectical? People should listen to me whenever I need to talk. B, I should be able to handle my own problems without bothering other people. Or C, sometimes I need someone to listen to me. When they can't, it can be frustrating. And number five, which of these sentences is dialectical? A, it's my parents' fault that I have these problems, so I shouldn't have to work so hard to solve them. B, all of my problems are my own fault. C, I may not have caused all of my own problems, but I need to solve them anyway. Which sentence in number five that I read would you say somebody is shooting and that somebody is personalizing? So I'll read them again. 5A, 
It's my parents' fault that I have these problems, so I shouldn't have to work so hard to solve them. So in that sentence, there are two stupid thoughts, right? There's blame and there's shoulding. B, all of my problems are my own fault. That's personalization. And it could be true. You know, we have to be responsible for our actions and our our behaviors. But at the same time, problems being the key word, outside forces can be a problem too, right? Um, and then C, I may not have caused all of my own problems, but I need to solve them anyway. Okay. So out of those five... I'm going to read you the correct answers, which sentences are dialectical. On number one, C is dialectical. This is hard for me and I'm going to keep working at it. That's a sentence where two things are true at the same time. And there are no stupid thoughts or cognitive distortions being used. Number two, the correct answer is C. Well, I can see it this way and you can see it that way. That's another two things true at the same time without judgment or indignance. Number three, in some situations I feel that I'm not being treated fairly. B is the dialectical sentence in that one. Number four, oh, and and in that sentence also I forgot to mention that they are using the I statement. I feel that I'm not being treated fairly in some situations. So number three, the answer is B. Number four, the answer is, sometimes I need someone to listen to me. When they can't, it can be frustrating. So two things are true at the same time, but they're not blaming and they're not personalizing. There are no cognitive distortions in that. Number five, the dialectical uh, symptom sentence on number five is C. I may not have caused all of my own problems, but I need to solve them anyway. So let me know how you did on that. And then um, we'll go ahead and move forward. So now that you understand what dialectical thinking is, Let's work on validation. Um, Oftentimes we seek outside validation to assign ourselves a certain level of worth, a certain level of happiness, safety, contentment, joy, um, pride. And when when we seek outside sources of validation, we are setting expectations on others which I've mentioned before, will imprison you in misery and disappointment. If we place expectations on others, um, that's not realistic. We can't control others. We can only control ourselves. And I want you to repeat that. I can only control myself. I can only control myself. Okay? So with that, let's talk about validation. When I say validation to you, what comes to mind? It means that you're telling someone that what they feel, think, or believe, or experience is understandable, logical, 
and most importantly, it is real and it matters. So think of a time that you have been validated. If you've ever seen me one-on-one in, uh, in my office, my former office, um, I bet you can come up with a time that I validated you, right? So I want you to learn to validate yourself. Self-validation is when you're able to quietly reassure yourself that what you feel inside is important, not crazy, it makes sense, and it is very much real, and it matters. Emotions, thoughts, and sensations, they're all experiences that we sometimes doubt in ourselves. We might ask ourselves, should I feel angry right now? Should I... Should I be crying? I don't know how to feel. Do I really feel this way? Am I really this upset? Jeez. Um, Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, We may look around us and we might try to guess what other people um, in the same situation might feel or um, what others might expect us to feel. That's another prison that we, we throw ourselves into is worrying about what other people think of us. If you're at a funeral and everybody's crying and you're not, you're self-conscious that they're all judging you. Um, if you're at a party and everybody's eating hamburgers but you're on keto and you don't want the bun, they, sit, they, they look at you like you're crazy and you're afraid they're judging you. Um, it's time to validate yourself and unlock that prison door and get out because you get this one life this one unique you who's on this planet one time as you and it's not a very long life really if you think about it if you live to be a hundred that's still not very long and if you spend your life trying to be what other people want you to be and live up to their expectations you're not living your own true life So stop it. (laughs) Okay. So back to the lesson. Sometimes it's like we actually trust other people more than ourselves in terms of what we should feel. And um, that's, that's because you're not validating yourself. You're seeking outside validation. So when we self validate, we spend a lot of time and energy trying to prove to others and ourselves that our experience is real and it makes sense. And this can result in conflict or crisis, right? So we're self-validating. We're telling others, I have a right to feel this way. It's normal. And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> so you're, you're stuck in this limbo. So in DBT, dialectical thinking, we learn to validate others too. It helps our relationships and it calms down or um, it, it, can, uh, it calms other people down. It's a, a good way of um, de-escalating other people. So the reason we want to self-validate is because it quiets down the defensiveness, the fearful emotions, and it enables us to problem solve. It helps us to let go of um, pain and the tiredness that is this constant self-justification and self-doubt. That stuff will wear you out. So it stops that exhaustion of that and um, 
Here's what validation does not mean and here's how you do it, okay? Validation is not agreeing and approving of behaviors. Validation is actually non-judgmental, okay? So I hope you have a pen and paper handy. If not, I'll give you just a minute because I want you to write some of this down. So validation strategies. Focus on the inherent worth of a person, whether it's you or somebody else. The basic worth of a human being. Priceless, right? Observe is number two. Listen carefully to what is said with words, expression, and body. Intently listen. Be one mindful in the moment. If you are self-validating, honor your experience by sitting quiet with it and just let it let it resonate with you. You don't have to tell everybody, I'm validating myself. <laughs> that would be kind of silly. No, you want to sit and relax and just know and feel that I am okay. Um, if you're validating somebody else, make sure to use really good eye contact and be very mindful in your focus on them. Don't be checking Facebook. Don't be staring at the TV on the other side of the room. Don't, uh, I don't care if their dog drags a teddy bear out into the living room and starts humping it. Pay no mind to the dog. Continue to focus on the other person that you are validating. It's very important to connect. Um, if you're not connecting, it will seem disingenuous. So describe non-judgmentally the state of the facts of the situation. That's number three. Number four, state the unstated. You want to pay attention to feelings, beliefs, etc. that have not really been voiced. You could say, you know, you seem to feel angry but also very hurt by what was said to you. If you're validating yourself, identify your primary emotion. If anger comes up immediately, explore feelings about shame, hurt, or disappointment, or fear that could be hiding under that anger because those, those are the emotions that propel anger. Anger is a self-defense mechanism. Okay, number five. What is true and valid about the experience? Without feeling like you have to agree or approve, find a piece of this experience that makes perfect sense and validate it. If you're validating yourself, you might realize that the thoughts you're having are irrational. However, you can validate that they exist and they're powerful in that moment. And then let the feeling pass because it always does, right? You don't stay mad forever. You don't stay sad forever. You don't stay embarrassed forever. Eventually the feeling does pass. If you're validating somebody else, even if you disagree, find common ground with them. Find a way to empathize with them. Um, you could say, hey, when you get that angry, do you want to strike out at someone? It seems like you do. And could I help you learn some calming techniques? Don't say that. No, you would say, well, when you're that angry, it looks like you want to strike out at somebody. Um, you really get very angry, don't you? And you know underneath that anger there's pain 
humiliation, fear, something is propelling it, right? So that can help you to have empathy for somebody who's angry, is to know that underneath all that rage, they're in a lot of pain, or they're scared. Okay. Okay, so, so far, we've discussed what dialectical thinking is, and how to validate. So I want to leave you with this. I want to leave you with how to get the idea of what wise mind is because DBT is all about keeping yourself in wise mind. Wise mind keeps you mindful, logical, and in control of yourself, okay? So if you draw three circles, one on the left, one right next to it on the right, and then right in the center, draw another circle that connects the other two. So it should look like three circles where the two circles on the outside are actually inside the middle of the middle circle. Does that make sense? So on the, on the left, right emotional mind. On the right, right logical mind. And in the circle in the middle, right wise mind. So here's an example. Emotional mind is picture a toddler in a store who wants a piece of candy and you tell him no, tell him or her no. And the toddler's response, of course, is to scream that beautiful pterodactyl impression that we all love so much. <laughs> scream and cry and throw a hissy fit. Any, any parent out there, you know what I'm talking about. So th- that, that toddler's running on straight emotional mind. Um, and then you have logical mind. Logical mind is where you create justifications, uh, theories as to why it happened, and you have no feeling about it. So wise mind is the combination of the two. Wise mind, let's say I invite you out to coffee. You agree to meet me at 12 o'clock on Friday. I show up to Starbucks and I sit there for about an hour. You don't show up, you don't answer your phone, and I'm disappointed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed, really. I feel like doing a toddler thing and throwing my coffee and screaming, ah, I got stood up, you know? But I would be in wise mind, so I would think, well, maybe... Um, Maybe this person was held up in traffic. Maybe this person forgot. Who knows? There could be a million reasons why this has happened. And yes, I'm disappointed. And I would leave you a voicemail. And I would say, hey, friend, um, I thought we were meeting at Starbucks today at 12. I've been waiting here since 12. It's 1 o'clock. I already drank my coffee. I think I'm going to go ahead and take off. Um, I hope everything's okay with you. It's not like you to ditch me like that. So I hope everything's okay with you and um, super disappointed, but you know, maybe we can get together another time. Talk to you later. Bye. So that's where wise mind is. Yes, I'm disappointed. It doesn't feel good, but it'll pass. And should I react like a toddler? and go all emotional, Ah, I hate you, you stood me up, what will that solve, and furthermore, how does that make you look, 
you know, you kind of look like a crazy person if you act like that. So it's better to get yourself right in the middle. So I want you to practice getting yourself right in the middle into wise mind. Remember what dialectical means and practice validating. And also throw in the cognitive distortions or stupid thoughts. Keep keep watching for those in yourself and others. Don't point it out and say, you're catastrophizing, but just know that somebody, other people use them, you use them, and you can only control you, so you're going to take care of your own reframing. You're going to take care of your own validating and validating others. And when you see, we'll talk more next time about how to deal with somebody who uses specific stupid thoughts or cognitive distortions regularly and ways that we can talk to them and help them to reframe okay but right now we're working on you so that'll be another episode down the road i hope that you've enjoyed this episode i hope you found it helpful um please leave some comments and let me know what you think and if you think this would be helpful for somebody else by all means please do share i appreciate you listening And I hope you make it a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. Quick reminder, the tools that you learn here need to be used every single day. If I give you the tools of physical fitness and I tell you, You have to do 20 squats, three sets of 20, and you have to do 50 sit-ups, three sets of 50, every day to get great abs and a great booty, right? Will you do it for one day and say, well, that didn't work and stop? Or will you do it every day and push yourself until you see results? If I give you a screwdriver, (laughs) you won't be able to get the screws in if you're not using your tools. So basically these tools need to be used every day for you to see results and to make the changes that you want to see in your life. So don't forget every day use your tools. Practice, practice, practice. You got this and you're worth it. See you in the next episode.